This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. It's a brand new year. It's 2019. <laughs> this is what we do on the podcast now. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the story where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and your trusty producer, Riley Bray. Oh, cool. And my microphone cord is driving me crazy because I cannot hear myself. I mean, that's your headphone cord. Oh, my headphone cord. Okay, good. I think I... Did you get it? Fuck it. Oh, this year's starting off on a (laughs) shitty note already. Forget it. Oh, boy. Let's skip straight to 2020. I want to go right to 2020. Uh, In the studio today, we have one of the best guests we've ever had on the show. This year. Pressure. Uh, She's a dear old friend of mine. Uh, we used to be married on television. Until you turned gay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's okay, va- though. I love gay. It's gay is fine. good. And I was a vampire. There's yes. a couple things happening That's there. That's true. I hated I hated. But you cheated vampires. on me with a high school football champion. <laughs> Could oh, you no. blame me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's pretty hot. He was. Uh, we're, of course, referring to the show True Blood. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have actress Anna Camp Yay. in the clubhouse. Hi, guys. Hi, Anna. I'm so stoked to be here. Oh, we're stoked we're to have you. Super 2019. Happy to have you. It's so fun to start my year out with a bunch of dudes <laughs> talking about paranormal activity. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better place. Right? I mean, what's I'll better be than this? Nothing. No, nothing at all. Uh, <laughs> so let's jump right into Bigfoot. Yeah, let's yeah. So are, are you? You're a believer, believer or what? <laughs> yeah, you're a believer in Bigfoot, aren't you? Uh, me? Are you asking? I don't know. I was kidding, but uh, are you? I am. I believe in all sorts of those, these things. I mean, the abominable snowman, is that what we're talking about? We're talking about we Bigfoot. were going to talk about the abominable oh. snowman today, but then I got a last minute audible from my co-host who yeah. said, no. Bigfoot. Yeah. That'll be another way. week. 
Oh, sorry. I guess. I, I told her. I, I was like, so we're talking prepared. about Yeti. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a believer, though, in Bigfoot. I mean, yeah. there, aren't there pictures? Like, don't we have, like, people have just taken his photo? Are there yeah. ever? You oh, yeah. know? Yeah. Like, yeah. they're a little bit blurry, and they're a little bit, like, yeah. but they definitely have stirred my soul when yeah. I've seen that's them. that's what they're supposed and to do. And I believe. Great. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Done. All right, man. Well, It was really so... great being here. Yeah, great. Thank you guys Thanks for coming by. The rest of time. appreciate the validation. Take care. I love... <laughs> Aren't there pictures of him? Like, <laughs> you know, there's pictures, right? Yeah, yeah, he exists. He exists. Um, so Anna and I, obviously, we worked together on True Blood. You've been in a bunch of stuff since then. <laughs> you were in the Pitch Perfect movies. Never heard of them. Um, have you done any more supernatural stuff since True Blood? What have you been? Have you been in any spooky stuff? No, I think I, not I really, think right? I haven't in really any spooky mm. stuff unless you count like the 1960s where like I mean, people are being sexist and like yeah. it's about feminism. I that mean, can that... get pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not in a really kind of spooky way, but yeah. like a creepy way. Um, so we ask our guests on the show uh, every every uh, episode, we like to ask, what is your personal paranormal history? And I know you've got a couple stories in your back pocket. You yeah. can get to it whenever you want. But I do. I do have some. Did you grow up getting it? Were you like, where did you see these Bigfoot photos? Were you like a kid <laughs> flipping through like books in the library or what? I saw these Bigfoot photos. One day I was just underneath my bed cleaning out and there was like 700 little <laughs> tiny photos of big Bigfoot. Whoa. And I was like, where the hell did those come from? This isn't creepy at all. So that was my first paranormal experience. Oh. <laughs> seeing the photos of Bigfoot under my bed as a, as a week. Child. I was hoping this mark, was. Huh? I thought I was hoping you were going to say that your father was like a, a secret crypt- cryptozoologist <laughs> no. who was into this stuff. No, but listen, I was really into like the Loch Ness monster. You know what I mean? The Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. I really the thought classics. the Bermuda Triangle was going to affect me way more as like a little kid growing up. I was like, how am I going to deal with this when I, I get older? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what can I do to avoid the Bermuda Triangle? Right. It sounds like it's something that's inevitably going to happen to me. Yes. And now I did, did nothing ever happen, yeah. but. That was the way my nephew was with volcanoes. He was very scared of volcanoes growing up in Kansas, and we Mm -hmm. had to like try to tell him he didn't have to worry about volcanoes. But there was always that those strange, mysterious forces as a child that you think will get you. (sighs) Yes, I think it's because I grew up being told that God was watching my every move. (laughs) He is. So I was paranoid at all times. Mm Uh, but yeah, I remember being so scared of the Bermuda Triangle. I was scared of Lincoln's ghost. I thought Lincoln's ghost was going to get me. Oh no, I'm that's, laughing, but that is lame. terrifying. I thought Lee Harvey <laughs> like, Oswald's like... ghost was going to get me. Okay, oh my God, that's a, a little better. Yeah, like, yeah, and a happening. presidential assassin was going to... Oddly, I wasn't scared of John Wilkes Booth. I was scared of Lincoln. Right. But in the Kennedy case, I was scared of Lee Harvey Oswald. You're all confused, dude. You're so fucked up, Michael. I'm so scared oh of these God, things. Oh my God, are you oh in therapy God. for this. Oh, I've been. Trust me, I <laughs> am, is. and I will continue to be. This me is too. part therapy for Michael too. I, this I was scared. I, I I remember when I was a little boy, when I would go to sleep, I would lay my head down on my pillow, which I named Mister Comfortable because he was very. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that um. makes sense. <laughs> Mister Comfortable. It was Love full that. of like Mister C. It was full. Of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. C. You keep me Yo, safe. Mr. C. Right, right, Mr. C. And wait, wait, where's Mr. C? It's bedtime, Mr. C. Let's go. Uh, it was one of those pillows that had like that chunky, like orange and yellow colored foam in it. Mm. And I know this because I had it so long that it, a hole wore through it and it would leak out. 
the phone, but I still used it, and I would twist it up like the the slack. I would twist it up, and I it was Mr. Comfortable Man. I loved that pillow. Aww. But when I put when I put my head down on my pillow at night, I think I could hear like the foam fizzing and popping. And in my little boy imagination, I thought it was the sound of footprints. And I and I I had this. I came up with this notion that there was a panther walking through the jungle <laughs> in a distant land and it was making its way towards me mother jaguar yeah and it and it, like i could imagine this old timey like sultan sort of king sending the panther out to come kill me and i remember every <laughs> night when i would go to sleep i'd hear the i would hear the panther's footsteps and i was like that's the panther coming for me and one day he'll show up in my room and he'll eat me and that's when i die all from a pillow all from- <laughs> mr mr comfortable mr comfortable was sending it was somehow related to the devil yeah himself. seriously sending me weird subliminal messages about my own mortality oh my god, god. well i never had a mr comfortable um like that but i did have an experience once ooh in college i i you know i'm known to do the ouija board a bunch really? in life. i've done the ouija hey, board with and you. we've definitely had a moment <laughs> we where have we to Ouija'd. talk about this we will get to that <laughs> yes no way but yeah. but before i get to that part i was in college and i was like out rehearsing a scene late at night like around midnight with my scene partner and i get back to my dorm room and it's like an old dorm room in north carolina supposedly really haunted people would like students had killed themselves like whatever <laughs> like that was like the, the urban usual. legend the usual you know <laughs> Poor tortured artist. But I get back to my dorm room really late, and my best friend lives across the hall from me and named Stacy. And Stacy goes, Hey, Anna, um, I knocked on your door and you didn't answer. And I was like, Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I was like out rehearsing a scene. And she was like, No, you weren't. And I was like, Yeah, I was. And she goes, No, no, no. I knocked on your door and then I heard your phone ring. And then I heard you pick up the phone and say hello. And then you didn't say anything else. Weird. And I was like, no, that's impossible. I'm not lying to you. Like, I wasn't in the room. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you didn't have a roommate. And I lived in a single. Um, and so I was like, that's really weird. I swear to God, I'm not lying. So I opened my door and I had like one of those old fashioned answering machines. Do you want to and explain to the kids what that is? An answering machine is like not like <laughs> not on a cell phone where you leave a message, but it's like a big thing where you call and someone literally like leaves you. It's just for messages. Totally. It's like really weird just for messages. But there was one, there was like a blinking red light on the machine. Mm. And so we go in the room and I, I press the message button and it's a guy and he's going, hello, Anna, hello, 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 hello. Hey, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Really? And so it was my friend Justin. And I was like, that's really weird. And so I I call him back and I said, Justin, why did you leave such a weird voice message on my answering machine? And he said, because you picked up the phone, you said hello, and then you didn't say anything else. Weird. And so my friend Stacy had heard the exact same thing. And literally a week before that had all happened, we were doing the Ouija board in that room. Oh, you fucked up. And I had contacted myself as an 80-year-old woman. No way. Who said, be careful. What? I don't know. Did you set out to contact your future self (laughs) or did that just happen? That just happened. It was the weirdest thing. Walk us through how you knew it was your future self. 
Well, you know how you go and you do the Ouija board and like, Michael, you know, we've done this yeah. before, so we know how this works. And you're just like, um, is anyone here? Hello, spirits. We're here to like speak with you. We're kind. We just want to talk. And <laughs> I like that we're kind. <laughs> and we're I, cool. We're cool. We're not <laughs> judgmental. You we're know not what I mean? Judge you. We're not narcs. <laughs> exactly. And then you usually say like, what is your name? Yeah. And so at the time, this person, spirit, spelled out Anna. What? And then spelled out my last name, Camp. And it gave me chills up through my, I mean, it was the weirdest feeling ever. Yeah. And I kept saying, do you have any message for me? Do you have any message for me? And she said, be careful, be careful. Wow. Whoa. Were you, you on the Ouija board alone or were you with someone else? Stacy. I was oh, with my you were with Yeah, Stacey I was with Stacy. No. So I don't way. know how that has to do with like if I had my energy was just like bound. I don't know. Who knows what that do is? Do you huh? think that it was your dead like it was your ghost from the future? Or do you think it was like some or do you think at some point when you're an eighty year old woman? You're I'm going to be, you're gonna be on board. an Ouija board and like you're going to contact your younger self and tell her to be careful. That's a great question. Wow. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I enjoy doing the Ouija board and I have a feeling I'll continue to do it for till I'm 80. <laughs> At least so I can talk to my, my past self. I feel like you've... <laughs> Should have learned you're your bra- lesson. Yeah, you're no, brave. No, I like that. I want to keep going. Oh, man. So you're not intimidated or frightened by the spirit world. I am, mm. but I think that is why I want to keep doing it. I love that. that. If you, that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. weird that like, this resulted in some sort of weird either time loop or doppelganger. Yeah. The the you answering the phone mm-hmm. is weird. Mm-hmm. There is sure. uh, we talked on the Patreon. There's an ep- episode from um, October. We talked to my friend Chris Ogilvy, who uh, works at some famous uh, L.A. haunted places, restaurants, and hotels. And he had a bunch of stories. And he had a story about his um, doppelganger appearing to his mother. And I believe his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And um, the Gaelic term is called a fetch. Okay. And if you see yourself, if you see your own doppelganger, it means that you will die. Ooh. So that is Michael. like really creepy. Wow. Well, I didn't yeah. see, so her. see her. So don't look for good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. This, okay. this was a while ago. That sounds horrific. Well, what do you and think? What, what do you, how do you unpack that? What do you, what do you think that was? Like, um, what, did, what does your gut tell you that was? My gut tells me, listen, I was also experimenting with a lot of drugs at the time. I mean, my gut isn't saying that that was like I wasn't high at the time that I was doing it. But also, you know, when you're when you're sort of vibrating energy out into the world. And it's so interesting because as I was I'm an actor. Right. And so sometimes like I'm trying to reach a certain place when I do act where you forget that you're acting and you're just sort of in the spiritual journey or whatever is happening to you and you kind of leave yourself and you're like watching yourself from 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 above in a way sure and at that moment while i was rehearsing the scene that's what was happening that night oh cool so it was kind of like a really i had a huge breakthrough that night while working i don't know Mm. if my energy was like pinging around opened a gateway or something i don't know but i believe that there's a possibility that something like that that adds to that adds to the story element of it anyway i mean but you know being on drugs doesn't explain your friend or justin (laughs) uh, experience Saying the same thing that you were able to, uh, you know, and being, on, exactly. and being on drugs does not ex- excuse your behavior. <laughs> and I am not. I'd say don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Don't do them. And I was not on drugs that night. 
Amazing. So, um, what do you remember? What play you were doing? What, or what scene the play I was, was doing a play, play the called The Hat Full of Rain. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah. If you guys know that play, it's a really, it was like a really good, beautiful, you know, Michael's like, no. No, I'm, it's okay. It's kind of a weird, No, I do know it. Oh. I was, you just looked over while I was wiping my nose. <laughs> oh, that's why. And I got embarrassed. My finger was way your up my nose. Your finger was so <laughs> far <laughs> up your nose. I'm going to try to forget I'm that I've ever that. Don't look that way. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. It was like a really kind of cool, kind of, you know, argumentative scene between a married couple it was passionate you know mm-hmm. wow. i've had those breakthroughs though especially when you're in theater school and you're working those late hours sometimes like just being fatigued and frustrated in a scene i would just like you let go and i definitely remember having some really big breakthroughs where you're right anna it does feel like you get out of the way and mm-hmm. something else kind of comes into your body and takes over in a really odd way it does feel almost like you are channeling yeah. something and i had those moments and, the, and and unfortunately for me they're few and far in between i don't know what that says about my talent but <laughs> no they are but, still but, few and far between the, yeah you know? it's almost like having this religious moment where you're like holy fuck some it's almost as if like uh, an intelligence, a higher intelligence that's either in the text of the play, especially when it's it's usually when it's a very good play. Or this happened with me a few times with Shakespeare too, mm-hmm. where like suddenly something unlocks, this thing slips in, and you kind of tap into a higher universal understanding. Mm-hmm. And it's this real. I mean, you're lucky if that moment lasts a minute or two. Right. It's almost like a dream, like a lucid dream, where if you become too aware of it, you're suddenly taken out of it. Mm. But I. Love the I loved when those moments. Mm, I think that that's kind of the search that I'm always on mm-hmm. is for those moments, and that's why I keep wanting to do this. And it's so hard to do. Obviously, it's it's, it's easier for me to get there when it comes to a theater piece than it is yeah. for camera because it's just like you have to do everything over, over and over and over again. But there's something so spiritual about getting out of your own way and operating on this really truly beautiful elevated level and connecting with the other person and breathing with another person mm-hmm. that can like take you to a place that you know only not only acting can do but isn't that why we want to be actors is you know connection yeah to and, yourself and to your scene partner and especially with um plays and god it's been so long since I've done one I I know you you still do theater on the regs but like when you have a when when you get into like the lights come up and you enter and you are now for the next two hours, whatever it is, you are under the command of a code, which is a text, which is a script. And sort of that takes over your body for those next two hours. It is a very meditative experience. You don't mm-hmm. have now, of course, you always hear actors telling stories about, yeah, I've been on stage, I've done it so many times, I'm thinking about, I'm saying the words when I'm thinking about my laundry or the things I got to do. Mm-hmm. But it really does become this weird exercise where your your brain is being sort of rerouted and reprogrammed and um, put into a different plane of consciousness for mm-hmm. those a heightened state of consciousness for those next few hours and uh, yeah it's it's weird weird stuff comes through tapped in that into. moment yeah you yeah. really tap it's like it's it's weird it's like it's like um having a mantra and meditating people get up people always say how do you do it over and over how do you deal with the repetition but the repetition is actually part of the meditation right so once you have all of those words and you've said 
said them so many times, your body actually gets more free because you don't have to think about what you're saying next. Mm -hmm. And it like becomes way more than anything that you, you know what I mean? You forget what you have to say because you know it's just going to come out and you're allowing yourself to experience it differently. You know, it's like those old uh, Kubrick stories, like open, you'd shoot the same take like 107 times until Mm -hmm. you get so frustrated. You just, you forget what you're doing or you just do it automatically. Yeah. I think it works in writing too. There's that great book, uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. My favorite book. But he'll talk about, he'll talk about every time before he writes, he, uh, he does this invocation to the muses, you know what I mean? And he'll light a candle and, and he'll say this, uh, you know, this thing that he says every time before he writes where he invites the muses to inspire his his work. And, uh, you know, he he says there's something to that. So, you know, same with performing. You know, I think, uh, yeah, there is sort of like calling upon the higher powers, whatever they may be, to sort of influence uh, one's work and maybe, you know, tapping into that is there's something there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, Crazy. Do you remember the time we did the Ouija board and you got mad at me because I definitely <laughs> speaking do. Speaking of incant- incantations. So we were going to do an Ouija board one night and I was like, You were so intense. <laughs> <laughs> we were hanging me. out and I was like, Listen, before we do this, I downloaded an incantation that we have to say oh, no. to, to protect ourselves like, from any evil spirits. And you're like, like, Just relax, you, bro. You, you wanted, I got this. You were just like, I want to see if I win the lottery. That's all I care about. Did like, I say that? No, no, no. But you were basically coming in with, like, I just got a few questions. And yeah, like, man, I just if got you're a few chill, questions. they're chill. And I stood like, up and I'm like, Incantation. I'm like, Candle. To the West, we recognize the Archangel. I will never forget this in my life. And you know what happened, though, by the way. We lit candles. We did this incantation. I was highly uncomfortable. Um, I remember my dog like left the room because he was like, what's happening? Oh, and then, so by the way, we contacted, and you know what kept going over and over? Six. Six, six, yeah, nice work. Oh man, yeah, way to go. It was a you were so (laughs) mad at me, you were mad at the Ouija board. Because I wanted a fun, chill night, you, Michael. You were like, <laughs> Michael Bright's the dark arm in the dark. Anna looks at me and goes, I was, all I wanted was some positive reinforcement. And we were contacting a demon. <laughs> That's so you true. were so mad. And then I never Ouija'd with you no, again. No, never ever. again. I oh, never Well, Ouija'd. shit, I'm glad oh I protected God. us because this shit <laughs> is mean. Oh, my God. Hey, I was thinking about another story that funny. happened with us. I've been known to kind of accidentally not accidentally I've been known to turn off the television when I don't like something like I'll be like I can't like like I'll be watching like a Netflix show and I'll be like I just can't take this anymore and I'll like look over like really sharp and then it'll just like turn off what yes and this happened with you and me once oh I don't remember you this. and I had just we you had like given me some stupid award on TV oh yeah and we went back home congratulations to, <laughs> yeah it really is so sentimental I don't know huh? it's in yeah. the garage so I don't know maybe it is I don't know Um, but anyway we, we went out to dinner and then we came back and we were gonna watch how silly we looked on this like TV show oh yeah on the award show and I remember we were sitting on the couch and I was like oh here's the part that I know I looked really dumb um, or did something stupid and I was like I don't want to watch it and it turned off weird oh yeah do you remember this yeah that was weird and what about my weird thing with Rocky oh I know <laughs> I have yeah. there's some weird shit going on yeah. in my life wait are you talking about when we showed up on the local news when we showed up on the local news <laughs> like two years, years later, later. <laughs> Okay, okay so here's the story this um, one's a little easier to explain yeah. but still a weird 
Do you, should I not Coincid- get into it? No, get into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so I got my dog um, from Arkansas. He like came on a plane and we were picking it up and I needed Michael to go with me. So we went to the airport to pick up my dog. And at the Bob Hope International, Bob Hope International Burbank, California. Of course. Airport and everything was great. And we get home, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Two years later, we're watching TV. And they're doing a traffic report on the lo- local news about Burbank Airport is, you know, under construction. And under and, construction. Yeah. And I see this blonde girl, like, with her hair on top of her head with, like, a dog thing. And she turns around to the camera and she's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, that's so weird. That looks like me. And then I see Michael walking next to me. And I go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am Weird. I like getting out of my that they use stock footage That's from the day, from that, the we day picked that, up. that we picked up my dog two years later? That yeah, is crazy. and I remember then when you told me that. I remember that as we were walking out, there was a camera crew there, and of course, like the professional she is, Anna immediately found lens. And the camera. I did. Anyway, that's not really paranormal. She but. knew she'd spot herself two years but later. But that was so weird mm-hmm. to suddenly see yourself. See, it's so really strange on the news. Yeah. yeah, with the on the day that you got your puppy. Yeah, that was, oh. so important. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. What do you think about the turning off the TV stuff? Are you a genie? I don't know. I don't know. In. I don't know. Am I? Am I? Am I also feel kind of like guilty saying that I am tapped in? Like I feel strange about like admitting that and being like, is because there it's something? A brag? Well, I don't know. Is it? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't think so. Because I, think I feel so. like some people look at me like I'm good. crazy and like maybe that's not really true. But it it has happened on the reg. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com what are the, some other stuff? Can you think of any other weird? Was there p- weird paranormal stuff growing up that ever happened? 
Is there like anything in your family or anything locally that you were like, oh, that was always kind of a thing? I or... mean, my mom would always talk about how she would hear or see ghosts. I mean, oh, she would always okay. definitely. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> that there so, found something. Like, grew up in a haunted house. Yeah, okay. apparently. <laughs> no, my, my, we grew up in the South, which is always very, you know, haunted. And there's always ghost stories and um, stuff like that. But she, I, I guess there was one time where they had like a furnace in their house. This is before I was burnt. Born. Burn. <laughs> before you were burnt to a crisp. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before, oh, before, before I was burned at the stake. Oh, just was, the three of us sitting in there. Did I mention bee. I was a witch in Salem? So basically, oh, I'm just a witch. Um, no, before I was born, excuse me. Um, but this guy apparently came over to my mom's bed and was like waking her up, this like ghost person. What? And my mom woke up and found my sister had ca- gotten out of her bed and was sleeping so close to the fire oh, that no. she could have like burned. Con- Whoa. And so the ghost was like kind of he- saying, Helping. hey, yeah. Going like, hey, get up. Like, get go up. check on your daughter. Right. Um, so I don't know. That-, aye, aye, aye. that reminds me of something that happened to me that I've never actually talked about on the show. Whoa. Really? Like, yeah, I was um, I was with a what, an ex-girlfriend, um, not at the time, but uh, we, we'd, we'd made a fire in like a wood burning stove thing and uh, the, the wood was like wet because it was the middle of winter. So we put one of the logs on top to dry it out and then we fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And then um, so that log like heated up and actually lit on fire like out of the fireplace sitting there. And I was in this like deep, deep sleep and something like grabbed me and pulled me out of sleep. And I felt myself like, like coming out of sleep. And I woke up and the whole room was just full of smoke. Whoa. Really? Yeah. And and the, that log was like crumbling into embers and like we would have died. Wow. Yeah. And like so something, I don't know if it was just my own mind like being like, you got to wake up, you got to wake up, you got to wake up. Or if, whatever it was, but it was like it's something just pulled pulled me out and saved us. Which Guardian thank angel God, I yeah, believe in that stuff. That's crazy. For real. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, both fire related. It's those that's what it reminds me. Elemental. It's those aliens who took you when you were a kid. They're watching out for you, man. You're not done Aww. yet, They're like <laughs> youngling. Yeah, wow. So I wonder. I wonder when if if it, when it's something like so elemental and primal as like fire. Like you're gonna be burned if it's easier for like a, a, a bear with me here, but if it's easier <laughs> for like a ghost or an angel to like warn you because it's like this ancient force that they're also tapped into, this yeah. sort of like natural force that they're like, okay, uh, I don't know, maybe that they're like amplified by, uh, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah, just I weird. they're given energy I mean, that's why, by it. That's why you burn incense. It's the transfiguration of a solid to a gas. You know what I mean? There's a, mm. It's like you said, there's an elemental aspect to the that. material you know? to the spiritual. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very strange. <clears throat> I don't Very know. Strange. <sighs> <sighs> Anything recently? Anything recently come up? Like, yeah. Spooky? <laughs> just now. <laughs> Do you not see this cool, like, crazy uh, ghost? Oh, there's a shadow person right next to <laughs> No, but actually, someone something did happen. Let's hear it. This is kind of sad and cool at the same time. Okay. Um, you guys know Scott Wilson, the actor. Uh, he was on The Walking Dead. Hmm. Oh, uh, he just passed away. Oh shoot. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, he just passed away. Um, he was a great actor. And oh yes, of course. Yeah. yeah, and we had done a movie together years ago. Um, never did anything, uh, but he played my dad. And he'd never actually like had kids, so whenever we'd see each other, he'd always be like, "Daughter, daughter," oh. and it was like so 
wonderful and I just loved him. And then I found out that he passed away and I was really, you know, broken up about it and sad. And I was like looking through all my photos um, and I found like a picture that I was going to, I always have problems with people kind of posting things on Instagram being like, I worked with it and they're dead. You know what I mean? So right. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. But I took the photo out and I just set it on my windowsill um, and then didn't think anything of it. And then I had a trip to go on and I grabbed the book, The Road, to take mm-hmm. with me on the trip. And I'm out on the balcony, just like I have the book in my hand. And all of a sudden, like this little piece of paper flies out of the book and slams up against this glass, you know, balcony, wherever, mm-hmm. so you don't fall or whatever. <clears throat> and I like immediately go to grab it because I know it's important, but I have no idea what it is. And I take it and it is literally a cut out of Scott. What? Whoa. And like from a magazine or something? From from the Polaroids that we had taken from our costume fittings. That for some reason I had kept this one purely a body, like a paper doll yeah. of Scott. And it had nothing to do with the photo that I found. I randomly took the book The Road. I had placed that photo in the book The Road. And he came out on that balcony while I was like thinking of him and said hello to me. Whoa. I am not kidding. Yeah. It's like out of a movie. And got <clears throat> chills. And Whoa. I like, yeah, I got chills too. I was like, oh my God. And then I remembered that we had both saved them and we had, I had kept them. And the book is about fathers and yeah. sons mm-hmm. and you know, everything. And, um, and I just like, I set, I set the little photo of him out to like watch the ocean Aww. like while we were on the trip. And I just was like, that was something from above. Like that was him saying hi and that he recognized that I was sad and that I had, you know, totally. really loved him and was missing him. So, That's wild. Pretty crazy. What a special story too. Oh yeah. I just got like chills. Yeah. Like, I got chills listening to that. Thinking about it. That's cool. I love that. Cause it does really kind of, I, I mean, I. I really think moments like that really kind of help you through the grieving process. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. they're still there somewhere. They're still here in a way. And yeah, I love stories like that. Oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah. It happens more than, more than you think too. We mm-hmm. were talking about this like window of when like people pass that they have like this like short amount of time to like sort of relay messages to, to people they really, you know, had a, had a bonding with or cared about. And, um, there seems to be the more times we hear those stories, there seems to be some real truth to that. You know, I mean, yeah. I wonder what that is. There's like, uh, you know, sort of a different take on a purgatory. Like after you pass, there's this sort of like this in between world before you really move on. You know, they have to be like there. That's what it is about, like connection between people. Like there's something beyond just here on Earth and just like hanging out and sitting in this room. But mm-hmm. it's like there is some sort of real love and yeah. bonding and and connection that goes on that we cannot see you know Mm -hmm. or touch but that is stronger than any of this it holds a vibration and energy yeah absolutely and i feel like there is a place that like there's an in-between world where you can hear you Mm -hmm. can hear that love from wherever you are and like there's magic that happens that they you know send down upon you or whatever it may be to kind of comfort you that's a great way to describe it too is it's because it's it's a little bit spiritual but it's also a little bit magical too yeah. there's 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 that sort of uh untouchable quality to it you feel a little like when that happened i felt a little like 
playful also yeah. i felt like there was a bit of this like playful kind of joy in yeah. it the mm -hmm. way that it happened the way that it felt where it was it wasn't like it was moving but at first it was like kind of this weird little magical well i think it's exciting yeah, yeah. Exactly. something like that happens it really is exciting and I, I think that excitement can in some situations like then quickly translate into fear. And then mm -hmm. I think in a lot of, like in a, in a safe situation like the one you had, it there is that joy to find in it. And especially with the relationship that you're describing, you that's what he'd be going for. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, if I think he's sending it, you that message. And I think mm -hmm. it takes away some of the sting of death too. I mean, some of the, the message seems to be that like over and over, like, hey, it's, it's all okay. You know, like, yeah. don't worry about... What happens? Because that's what we're also seem to be concerned about. Is you yeah, know? yeah. Don't we're be also so focused fearful, on this life. Like we're like, yeah. There's something more. I think you so. Know? I believe in that definitely. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. For sure. So. Um. <clears throat> wow. Thank you for sharing that yeah. story. That. Oh was my god. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad I got to. Yeah. I'm like actually haven't told that many people about it. Oh, so. I love that. That's well, cool. Now thousands. <laughs> I mean, more like <laughs> hundreds, hundreds, more like of dozens of people have heard that story. Hey, wow. um, uh, Bryce, Riley, yeah. Anna, yeah. we yeah. have a voicemail from our hotline to listen oh. to today. A listen wow. Listeners have started to call in and leave us voicemails. I'm super We're excited. We're pretty legit like that. This okay. is our, we've been, we've sent out the number for months. Is this a setup? No, it, oh, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> We've got a call. We have a hotline. Um, oh. Riley, do you want to play us the the uh, the song? Uh, the song. I almost said song. <laughs> Maybe they're singing. Maybe they're singing. They could be singing. Do you want to? Uh, let's let's check. Let's go to the hotline. We need a little uh, let's like, go to music cue for this. We need a little like hotline. <laughs> that should do it. I'll cook something up. Yeah. Throw it in. All right. Yeah, we actually got a couple messages, but we'll play one on this show and uh, save another for the next cool. episode. Cool. Hey, Bigfoot Collectors Club. I feel super weird doing this, um, but I feel like I have to. So um, for any L.A. listeners, if you decide to play this on the show, um, there was a fire in the Westchester area um, about a week ago, um, just before Thanksgiving. And inside of the apartment um, were two gunshot victims who were both dead at the scene. This is super tragic. Um, so that was my apartment building. And ever since they died, I have been feeling some type of energy in my apartment. I didn't know these girls. Um, I had never met them. They had just moved in. Um, but I had just been kind of feeling like they were there. It felt colder in my room. It felt like there was this pressure uh, on me at all times. Um, so anyway, my, my boss, uh, I'm a personal assistant, and my boss is uh, an energy healer, and um, she does Reiki and all of those things. And she, I swear to you, so the one night I couldn't take it anymore, my door was rattling, um, it was getting really bad, and I finally was like, Christina, I can't sleep. You know, these girls, I just, I feel them, they're there, they need help, and I can't help them. I, I'm not, I'm not in tune with that. And, uh, and she apparently got in touch with them somehow, didn't even come near my apartment. Um, but she found them. And she asked, so this is what she told me, she asked the Archangel Michael to take them and to guide them. And I kid mm. you not, I stepped into my apartment and there is no energy. It's gone. Um, so whatever she did worked or they went over, they went to the other side on their own. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, I felt like it was really crazy and something that needed to be shared um, with some club scouts. So, um, there you go. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm sorry to. Oh, oh, oh no. that's the two minute limit oh, on the yeah. old voice. <laughs> you you reached your two minute limit. It's a tight two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so wow. much for sharing your story. Totally. That yeah, that's a good crazy. one. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Westchester fire. Oh man, was that part of the big um, fires that we had? It was, Here, I think was. so. Jeez, well, first but of all, but there were gunshot know. victims that had, and then, and then the building caught on fire. It sounds like so. It's not poor boy. You're you're living in a very intense vortex at the moment. Um, Seriously, that is tough. That's crazy. I'm so glad you had someone in your life who could help you out. A solid reminder that get yourself like a ghost expert. Get them in your wheelhouse in case <laughs> shit gets down and funky. You have someone to turn to for have help. Have that Ricky Healer on speed dial. Yeah, exactly. Wow, what a weird story. What do you think about that? The door's um, rattling. I, I, I'm, I was, it sounds terrifying. I'm just really happy that she worked it out. She called the club song. Um, she called, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that she shared it with you guys, and I believe it. You Again, know? another fire-related fire ghost related. story. That's kind of, I don't know, There's a we have a recurring theme. Yeah, there's a news story about it, November 17th, so that was... Whoa. Not too long ago. Wow. Hmm. Oh, man, mm-hmm. well, thank you so much for calling in. God, that's crazy. I'm glad that uh, my my angel namesake could get those girls out of there. Yeah, good work. Um, yeah. 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 Wow, that's nuts. Well, I mean, I've walked into a place before, like, looking for an apartment to rent once, and I remember I was I was walking in, there was, like, this room that felt really cold and terrible and, like, something awful had happened, and then as we were leaving, the woman disclosed to us that the woman hung herself. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Oh. So I moved right in. <laughs> I'll take it. And I did the Ouija board. And I brought all out my Ouija. Night long. All night long. All night. Ouija board. All night. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, Anna, we have a game we like to play with our guests. Yes. It's called Bullshit or Believe It. Mm. I'm going to go down a list and I'm going to name things and you're going to say bullshit if you don't believe in them. Or believe it if you do. You can only say one of those two things. Those are your two options. We can always circle back and unpack something. The rules of this game are so hard. <laughs> yeah, and they're <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> Bullshit or believe it. Got it. Are you ready? Ready. On your mark, get set, ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. Believe it. Angels. Believe it. Gnomes. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Fairies. <laughs> bullshit unicorns oh bullshit <laughs> Loch Ness Monster believe it alien greys <laughs> don't know what that is believe pass one of these guys alien greys the yeah, gray like aliens I alien. uh, believe it uh, parallel universes believe it reptilians disguising themselves as humans <laughs> believe it nice <laughs> mermaids I think that's a first uh, believe it heaven <laughs> Well, you want, you want, you want, I believe it. I believe you it. You want uh, Bryce over hell. Believe it. Dragons. B- bullshit. Yeti. Bullshit. Elves. Believe it. Dogman. It's a real thing. Believe it. That's Good the for correct you. answer. Good ESP. For you. Believe it. Chupacabra. Believe it. Sorry for the cultural appropriation, everyone. <laughs> Demons. Believe it. Atlantis. Believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. World peace. <laughs> Want to believe it so bad. Peace in the multiverse. Believe it. 
That's it. You scored really yeah, well. Yeah, you did well. <laughs> I believe in so much. Yeah. Yeah. Big, I'm open-minded. Yeah, Good I'd say you. you're more a believer than bullshit. I yeah. think so. You um, Bigfoot you're kind of on the fence about. Bigfoot I am a little on the fence about, but I am noticing your socks uh-huh. right now. Which are great, by the way. Which are great because there's big Bigfoot men all over it. <laughs> yeah. And so it makes me feel like if there's socks about Bigfoot, then he must be. I wore my Bigfoot yeah. socks, too. Are you wearing... Oh, my God. You guys are all wearing Isn't Bigfoot socks. I, I didn't have mine You're today. Not. But I do have those same You're, ones. I believe. Yeah. I, I. It's going to take a little more convincing for me. I mean, I think maybe the <laughs> next time socks. we sit around together and more than just socks, I might, I might. who knows, I might have a Bigfoot experience. Let and... me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you done it? Have you looked into it? Have you done any research other than see some blurry photos? Um. Yeah, I have done research. I have gone hiking <laughs> um, in Bronson Canyon twice a week. And I'm like, yo, Big! Yo, Biggies! Yo, Biggies, you around? Where you at? And I don't hear anything. Mm. And so it's really getting frustrating my search well, no for Bigfoot. no wonder you're skeptical. I'm, g- I'm one foot out. I think you got to branch out <laughs> a little bit. I'm one Bigfoot out the door. <laughs> you got to branch out <laughs> a little bit. Bigfoot. I wonder you if you could reach out. Bigfoot through a Ouija board. It'd you know what? A shot. I would try to do that. Bigfoot is possibly dead then. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I, we... well, do you know our original uh, <laughs> title for this podcast was going to be Bigfoot is a Ghost? That's right. Oh. Because we, we should have brought the Ouija board. I know. Mm. We, we, we subscribe to a... Uh, a popular theory, not, I mean, Bryce a little bit more, I think, than maybe me or Riley, that uh, Bigfoot might be an interdimensional entity that slips in and out from another dimension through portals. Doesn't that just sound more fun? <laughs> that sounds so fun. <laughs> I want to do that through portals. <laughs> I want to go through portals, I want to go through interdimensional portals. All right. Well, speaking of the paranormal, yes, it's almost time for high strangeness. When we come back... Bryce is going to grace us with this week's topic of high strangeness. That's right. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Nice. So we're back. <laughs> I love when when Bryce just reintroduced. That was actually very favorite. awesome. <laughs> I you. want that to be like my ringtone or my alarm clock. You can have that. That's all yours. Nice. <laughs> so we're back. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're back. That is a good alarm clock. Yeah, yeah, you're like, All right, like let's you do that. Now we're awake like, again. You're like, nice, I am back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to entertain. Oh, here we go. It's going to be one of these days. <laughs> it really it's going to be one of these episodes. I feel a little unprepared. I was it's... supposed to uh, regale you stories of, of Yeti because uh, it was close to Christmas time. But as I started my research, I was like, oh, my God, this is a big topic. Um, not only that, it was like science seemed to befuddle it quite easily. And so I, I really have to pick my poison when it when it came to the Yeti story. So I ended up on uh, what's known as the Paranormal Highway. And it runs across uh, the United States. Here's a book that Michael gave me uh, while I was recovering from my foot surgery. Uh, but it's called The 37th Parallel, and it's written by Ben Mesrick. And We've talked about this a few times on the show. Yeah, he's this talk- came up on Paul F. Tompkins' episode. Oh, is that right? <laughs> way back in 2017. Yeah, so you may know Ben Mesrick. He basically um, he wrote the book on... Um, the Social Network and Bringing Down the House, which turned both turned into movies. Yeah, 21, 21 and... and The Social Network. Um, so this was kind of a new territory for him discussing anything like UFOs. I mean, he's a pretty mainstream author and whatnot. Well, you put that book down. You were making me so nervous what? the way you're just casually <laughs> flipping it over in your hands. Oh, no, I was liking oh, okay, it. Cool. Oh, okay, cool. I was getting a little worried. I was gonna it was like kind of like Home Shopping Network, the way they take the like, rings and the things. Well, you know, I was a hand model. No, that's not true. So could this be. is... Um, you could be. Thank you. Thank you very much. So basically, this is the story about a, a guy named Chuck Zukowski. Chuck Zukowski was a, a, a microchip engineer in California. But he had this fascination ever since he was a kid with uh, was sort of like we do with the paranormal and, and UFOs, so much so that um, he would actually take his family, like his wife and his uh, few kids on. They, they, he sold his car and got this big RV and he would take them what he convinced them would be family trips. But he was really going to like check out like uh, UFO activity or like a place where there was a case. And this is um, like when my dad said. We're going to Disney World, and we drove there from Kansas, and we had to stop at every Civil War battlefield along the way, <laughs> right. which was like the most torture for any kid who just really wants to see Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, totally. Only this would be much more fun because he was visiting places like uh, Roswell and uh, the Mesa, uh, Mesa Verde Cliffs and stuff like that. Anyway, um, so... Bryce's dream, man. <laughs> I know. Totally. Um Anyway, he sort of became in and around uh, around Colorado as the as the in Texas as the molder of El Paso because he was people started describing him as the UFO nut. But what he really became um, an expert in was uh, cattle mutilations. Have, are you familiar with the subject at all? Or <laughs> <laughs> and my, this is the worst first date ever. Oh, I am super not familiar. Super not with familiar. That. No, but I have a feeling you're about to enlighten I'm about, me. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't on the Tinder profile. <laughs> you didn't put that on my email when you told me you were, I was coming in I to talk you, about big. I told her. Oh, no. I lured her in with the promise of the abominable <laughs> snowman. Yes. And oh. Bryce is sliding cattle, cattle mutilations into mutilations. her DMs. I just thought I'd slip that in there. I'm about to ignore oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Swiping left. Oh Swiping my god. <laughs> I'm really unprepared for this. No, oh I'm open. Oh. I'm open. New Year, so same wait, old Bryce. Please tell me why you were talking about cattle mutilations. Well, for, to give you a, a little background, so since the '60s, there have been over ten thousand 
cattle mutilations in and across the United States. And the odd thing about cattle mutilations is... (laughs) Tell me more. Tell Tell me more now. (laughs) Well, they seem to be completely drained of their blood. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They seem to be always on their left side. And half of of their face is taken off. And they're... (laughs) And this is where I get up and go to the bathroom and climb out the window and leave him the check. Oh, no. What have I done? And their rectum and organs. And I'm running down. I'm running down Melrose. And I'm leaving. And I'm hailing an Uber. And I'm actually just getting into anyone's car and going, take me out of this date. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. Keep going. it's okay. You know, this became such a problem. You were saying about the rectum. And you were saying about their faces being exploded or something? I brought some pictures. Okay! It was so great being here with you guys today. This music is giving me a panic attack and all the images that are in my brain about cows will be haunting me this evening as I try to sleep. Anyway, so... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of left abashed. Uh, Me too. (sighs) Let me refocus. <laughs> keep so this, going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so this became such a problem that uh, three state governors actually uh, petitioned the attorney general to to investigate into this because it was sort of a befuddling thing. These ranchers would find these cattle, sometimes horses, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, as a, as a rancher, this is like part of your family, some of these horses. And, and um and basically, so they, you know, these three state governors, they got together and they, they petitioned the attorney general to investigate. Well, 10 years later, <clears throat> and the FBI decided to investigate. And over 10 years, 100 FBI uh, personnel, they really, they really were confounded and they couldn't find anything. Now, here's the thing <laughs> that uh, we haven't touched upon yet, that these things happen with almost surgical precision. That's right. Overnight, in yeah. the middle of the night, oftentimes what ranchers farmers would come out and discover some of their cattle or even their horses like completely exsanguinated yeah drained of blood and looks like lasers have removed some organs and some of the skin and the flesh yeah i did not know we were talking about this today well this is a big part Mm -hmm. of the the story because chuck zukowski kind of became the uh the expert on it because he could talk to ranchers and, and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, I want to read a little bit because he goes to this one ranch in Rush, Colorado, this girl named Glenda. Yeah. And she's like, I've been waiting for you to get here. And, <laughs> and it was about a week Glenda later. Glenda the Good Witch. Glenda, yes, that's right. You know, she had a, she called 911 right after it happened and a couple officers came out from the local sheriff's department and, and they really didn't know what to make of it. So they kind of were just like, you know, uh, they chalked it up to kind of like animal cruelty possibly predators which was totally not the case obviously she was like completely like unimpressed with their diagnosis so she caught wind of chuck who had dealt with this before and he came out there and immediately he could tell that like it it just had a weird feeling you know um she went on to describe that uh these two horses basically were were found mutilated princess and buck and they were (laughs) i don't know sorry (laughs) no it's okay and uh, get to the UFOs. <laughs> get to the UFOs. Uh, let me get to the UFOs. But one thing, one thing was strange though, is she found this. Uh, one of the, her other horses uh, was there when it happened, um, 
This is really sad. Yeah, I'm no, like I know. To cry. No, I know what you're about to read, and it's very sad. Oh no, it is. Uh, oh, I'm fragile right now. <laughs> so, so the handful of cows Chuck could see were clustered together in a small section of their feed area, as close to the barn as they could go. Stop it, Michael. Beyond them, within the horse corral, the horses were behaving similarly. Crowded together near the back fence in the distance, he could hear a dog making noise from somewhere inside the house. A high-pitched sound, more wail than bark. They've been like that since it happened, Glenda said. Huddled over there by the barn, and then, almost as an afterthought, they won't go near the bodies. <laughs> this and is so, like an exercise in <laughs> nihilism. I'm like sweating. <laughs> uh, me too. Me too. Uh, okay. I should have prepared more. Uh, but anyway, uh, so no, he found that the uh, that the, the you know the animals, especially her dog, it wouldn't come out of the house anymore. So obviously, they had witnessed something pretty dramatic and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and these these things are really traumatic as well because. Uh, farmers and ranchers are losing not only pets in some situations, but also like their livelihood is super affected by this. Yeah, and so they're they're out. They're losing money on some of these. Well, it's true, and stuff. you know, part of the petition to the attorney general's office that together these ranchers had culminated losses in excess of one million dollars. Anyway, so. He started to – I guess I'll get to the point of this is, is, is he started to find this correlation. Not only was he researching UFO uh, incidents that happened as well, um, but he started to – when he, he – basically he, he, he would put all these pins on a map of where these things took place. And uh, after about 10 years of doing this, he, he, he basically found that there was some, seemed to be some sort of connection, and, it, and he called it the 37th parallel – yeah, because it's running along. The... It runs right along the 37th parallel here as the cover of the book. And he was able to kind of triangulate where all these like UFO sightings and all these cattle mutilations. And, uh... and some of the stuff like the Hopkinsville Goblin story from the 1950s where a bunch of Kentucky hillbillies claimed to be attacked by silver suited uh, glowing creatures. Yeah. In 1954 was along the 37th parallel near Whoa. there. The Flatwoods Monster's not too far from the 37th parallel. The Loveland Frogman's not too far from the 37th parallel, I believe. So there's also, like, throughout history, there's uh, through American history and folklore, there are these weird creatures that kind of show up, and they're all along or near within, you know, an hour or two of this of, of this uh, of this <clears throat> line that goes across yeah the and it was a strange thing too he also found that a lot of u.s bases were along those same lines too. area 51 norad and cheyenne he even he even believes, edwards along there edwards is further <clears throat> it, south i don't know yeah. uh but he believed that 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 underground base in dulce runs right along the 37th parallel dulce is supposed uh the supposed underground base of an uh, of an alien extraterrestrial base down there yeah, it's a black government site where, uh, or government black site where, like, uh, a uh, janitor wasn't he a janitor? Oh uh, what's no, his name? Phil? we went over the Phil no, Schneider. He, no, he was a geoengineer. Oh, uh, he was a geoengineer. Yeah, I always think he's a janitor. Jeez, my he claims geez. to have encountered an alien in an underground tunnel at Dulce that shot his hand with a laser and melted it. Wow, that's a big claim. <laughs> yeah, it's a big claim. Um, but, but I digress. Believe it. <laughs> believe, I, it. Believe, believe it. Believe it. Yes, exactly. What I loved about this, though, is he he goes on to talk about uh, um, Skinwalker Ranch and 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 he had some run-ins with Bob Bigelow. Robert Bigelow is a uh, is a billionaire reclusive uh, UFO obsessive, and uh, he he ran a company called Bigelow Aerospace. Um, what's really interesting is that Chuck Zukowski actually 
got a chance to do an excavation at the original crash site at Roswell. Yep. And at first, <clears throat> as he was doing it for a sci-fi documentary, and they, you know, the the actual lead geologist, architect. Uh, um, archaeologist on, on the on the um, on the site was having him dig too deep, and they got into a scuffle. He's like, you know, this, we're di- basically digging into the Jurassic era. We need to do it, you know, closer to the ground. He's like, after the shoot, let me let me actually do a real dig, and he did, and he ended up finding this like strange piece of metallic debris, um, which had the same properties. I'm not sure if you're familiar with kind of the Roswell lore. A little um, bit, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, like but a supposed crash uh, crashed down in Roswell, New mm-hmm. Mexico, and, and splayed out about 300 yards of this like strange, uh, thin metallic debris that wouldn't burn, it wouldn't bend, but it would sort of curl up on its edges. According to legend. <clears throat> According to legend. Okay, got it. But anyway, so while he was doing this kind of dig, he he found this piece of uh, this piece of metal, and. Uh, and it was very strange. And so he actually put out a press release saying, you know, because he didn't have the money to analyze it. Um, but so he put out this press release saying, you know, if anybody wants to help me analyze this. And guess who emails him back is somebody from Robert Bigelow's uh, scientific team. So Robert Bigelow also put like a big majority of his money into this uh, scientific crew called NIDS, which is the National Institute of Discovery Sciences. So basically, like for most people who would think this this kind of subject is <clears throat> childish or taboo, this guy put millions of dollars into formulating a scientific team that would actually go out and um, and you know research these UFO topics. So much so that he actually made a deal with the FAA. You know, to give you an example, when pilots uh, see something unidentified or a UFO, they don't report it to the FAA or to the airline that they work for. It's actually in the FAA manual that they're to report it to Bigelow Aerospace. Really? Wow. It's true. So he actually kind of fields, um, he gets first dibs, really, at all these UFO um, incidences and reports. And at the time, Bigelow was building, this guy's building, he's kind of like, imagine him sort of like, uh, he's kind of like a... Tony Stark kind of guy okay. like he's like trying to like really push the advancement of space technology he's trying to build at this point in time when this story takes place he's trying to build these like uh, orbiting like uh, like RVs basically where astronauts can sleep in these like pods in space that are kind of like little comp- yeah like- they're inflatable they're called it's called transhab they're an inflatable environment that you can pack into a satellite mm-hmm. um, Elon Musk company SpaceX launched his first one and it's actually a part of the International Space Station now when when they inflate it it gives these astronauts workspace living space and uh, it's stronger than steel it's, it's like, like space this, tents yeah oh, it's like this space cool. tent so wait <clears throat> so let's get to the UFO stuff what's happening why is it called the paranormal highway what what is what does when when robert bigelow comes in and analyzes this metal where is this all leading for chuck well for chuck so so uh robert bigelow gets a hold of this uh they send him a piece of this metal and uh they start running testing on it and he finds that it has you know anomalous properties um nothing that's in their databanks really so it really became this kind of like strange piece of metal alloy that uh that see, you know, <clears throat> the archaeologist on the site was just like, uh, it was probably just the back of some duct tape or something like that, um, which is so, <laughs> nice. which is so stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it, you know that kind of brings in Bigelow's involvement, and then they just kind of cut him off uh, from f- you know further testing of what it was. Chuck, they yeah, cut Chuck, Chuck, off. yeah. 
Um, and wasn't there a story in the book about uh, it's it's like his si- is it his sister who's into yeah, this so stuff his, too? So his yeah. And the, it wasn't who who was the woman who saw who claims that as she was driving along the desert highway, she saw six alien entities walking across the de- desert towards her car. Oh my god, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. And I know, I know. So <clears throat> his sister. Um, her name is Debbie Ziegelmeyer. She's actually the MUFON State Director of Missouri. So they're the only brother and sister uh, MUFON licensed investigators. And so they're kind of like, uh, they're a pair. But, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Why is but... it called the 37th parallel? Is my question. Why is it 37? Because well, there's only 30. It's just the latitude it's line the latitude. Where, it, where it actually Isn't is. Isn't that interesting, though? Do you guys have, like, a number thing? I have always had, like, a number thing where I, I add number numbers yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. see why. Because, like, 7 plus 3 is 10. Right. Which is kind of 1. Yeah. Right, right, which is right, kind right. of interesting. Yeah. I always, like, do that. No, no, no. I know what you mean. A little numerology yeah. there. Might... There's a picture of all the sightings that kind of okay. took place. <laughs> Look, there's a picture, and there's a dead horse. And there... well, so what's, <laughs> what, is, what does Chuck think is behind these mutilations? Is it UFO-related? Is oh, it definitely. some sort of government experiment? Is the government co- coming in and helicopters and helicopters? Mutilating these animals for some reason, doing tests. Well, or... that's part of one of the theories that you know, because a, a lot of the time these ranchers will, bef- after the incidents, they'll see these black unmarked helicopters, and they kind of they kind of became synonymous with cattle mutilations. So much so that a, that a bunch of ranchers actually got together and formed like this posse because uh, they were losing so much of their livelihood, and they would they would set themselves on watch at night, and when the, you know these black copters would show up, they'd actually shoot at them. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Really? Yeah. But they never heard anything. Like they never heard the cattle getting mutilated. They never heard any like no. acts of brutality or no. violence. But the or... animals in on in the ranch are acting super freaked out that right. something really really weird happened. One of the strangest cases of uh, of mutilation. So there's this ranch in Utah called Skinwalker Ranch. They call it like the paranormal Disneyland, where all this stuff sort of happens. UFOs. Uh, like Bigfoot sightings, creatures, and all that stuff, cattle mutilations. So anyway, Robert Bigelow's team of NIDS were on uh, the Skinwalker Ranch, um, and they relate in 2002, a NIDS report relates a 1997 case from Utah. Two ranchers tagged a specific calf, a calf, then continued tagging other animals in the same pasture. The ranchers were at the most about 300 yards from the calf, less than an hour later, the first calf was discovered completely eviscerated. Most muscle and all internal organs were missing. <laughs> there was no blood, entrails, or apparent disturbance at the scene. So this happened like literally an hour. I want to thank Christ. all of our new listeners who are fans of Anna Camp for oh, listening to this podcast oh, for the first time and making it this far my- into this story. I want again. Have- I wanted the Yeti. Instead, we're giving you eviscerated, eviscerated horses, calves. like not even baby cows. Cows. Let me show you some pictures. Wait a minute. Oh is my God, there a UFO know. in this story? Are there aliens involved at all in this? <laughs> Did Bigfoot do it? Here's a picture of Chuck. <laughs> okay, that's better. That's better. Um, so uh, do, they, they think that... Why, why would these aliens be killing these cows, though? Well, I don't like, know. What would you know, they... Why? Yeah, that's does, a great what's question. What's the conclusion you know? they come to in the, in the 37th? Why parallel? wouldn't they just be killing... Uh, why, why cows? Nobody really knows. Right, so the, you know, Chuck was asked what, why he thinks the correlation is on this thirty seventh parallel, uh, you know, parallel, and I know you've heard of ley lines. Is that right? Yeah. 
And so he, he said ley lines are an interesting concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old ley oh, lines. No. No, uh, no, no. This is good. No, it's not I'm good. I'm learning you a lot. No. I'm learning okay. a lot about ley lines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did find that along the 37th parallel, Chuck says, there's access to the majority of U.S.'s aquifers. Energy has always been associated with water. Some evidence points to an underground tunneling system from at least Dulce, New Mexico, all the way to Area 51, Nevada. And maybe one reason for this is because of water access. Also, one theory I have is there's an association with UFOs and hydrogen. Um, anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, why, yeah. why is there hydrogen? He doesn't explain, but, oh. uh, but <laughs> that maybe That gave there's... me no information <laughs> <I know. laughs> about I why know. the aliens would be killing cows. I, nobody really knows why. Okay, there's, uh, that's some, true. Some people think that it has something to do with... Uh, you know, uh, harboring their organs for some. <laughs> They're making one big giant alien cow to come down I and be like, eat more the, chicken. The looks Michael is giving me. <laughs> she, she cracked the case. Well, where does the book end up? You were like saying that uh, the end has a bit of a, like, where does this all lead? What are, what's the takeaway from the 37th parallel? Well, that's a great question. You know, um, he, he feels that uh, Bigelow's company, um, you know, is kind of getting the jump on all these cases. And they're actually, you know, kind of like uh, harboring the, the data and the science. And, and you know, it's not going to be able to be released to anybody because it's not, you know, it's a private entity. So mm-hmm. he's really kind of like cornering self on the, on the UFO market. And <clears throat> some people think that he's gathered some of this anomalous material to... Um, to help integrate new technologies like you know he started this own company after nids went offline called bass which is uh bigelow advanced aerospace space technologies so he's really kind of like you know using his money and his uh and his grasp on these technologies to to so he's no better than the government what i'm hearing is because he's Learning all the secrets and keeping it from people. Well, possibly. Anyway, Bez Mesrick sold the the movie rights right away to uh, to New Line Cinema. And Ooh, of course. Well, I'm glad we got an update on the <laughs> well, movie rights. So, so maybe you know what, you'll be able to play his wife or something. I thought there somewhere. was Glenda. I'm like all about yeah. auditioning for Glenda. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's really why I'm here. Yeah. Oh I'm man. Getting a jump on the research. <laughs> oh my god. No, it is fascinating though. I mean, just don't don't take my like no, I don't have a lot of knowledge in, no, it's in, a, in it, but like I am fascinated and I do, you know, love hearing and talking about all of these. You know, usually I either uh, read directly off the page that I prepared or shoot from the hip. This one's more of a, a shoot from the hip and I probably won't be. Uh... <laughs> Michael, your face is killing me right now. Um, Good. Anyway, so cattle mutilation. That's all this was. <laughs> that was. Um, you brought you enticed us with paranormal highway, and then you gave us dead animals. <laughs> no, the the paranormal highway is that there's actual scientific data to conclude that there is a direct correlation between these mutilations, these these major UFO sightings that seem to run along the 37th parallel of and the United States. And what was one of those UFO sightings? Um, well, I could list a few. The, the one with the dead cows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Just to give you an example of some of the... Uh, I want to go like meet these people like and talk to them. Have you, has anybody ever done that? All, well, this all, is what he basically yeah, this guy, does. Yeah, this guy Chuck, that's what he does. That's he goes awesome. around and interviews and investigates. That should be a documentary. I know. It actually would be a pretty fascinating Yeah. Uh, the, let's see here. So, uh, the UFO sighting of Wichita, Kansas, an anonymous Wichita resident claimed to see a UFO 
radiating its own light on May 29, 2011. I saw a light in the sky. The only way I can describe it is the light was different from a star, the man told the National UFO Reporting Center. He spotted the peculiar light around 2 a.m. while he was outside smoking a cigarette a few miles from McConnell Air Force Base. I studied it for about 10 minutes and noticed it was oscillating slightly and making very small, rapid movements, he continued. Also, the Piedmont UFO phenomena located on the 37.155 parallel. Uh, Since February 1973, hundreds of Piedmont residents have reported seeing flying objects and mysterious lights in the sky. A local high school basketball team supposedly witnessed a bright shaft of light beaming down from the atmosphere and noticed an object hovering in the distance. As the sightings continued, residents started to gather at a nearby landfill to watch the lights together. Everyone gather down the landfill. (laughs) There's some shit going on. Shit going down. Now, according to Zukowski, Zukowski has visited the area numerous times and has talked to locals about what they saw. The most recent time I was there, I talked to two women who actually saw the craft. And there's also the uh, UFO crash and retreat, supposed retrieval at Cape Girardeau in Missouri. Whoa, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, so this was Me on, neither. This was also on the 37th parallel. <laughs> a Baptist minister was called to an apparent plane crash in 1941 to perform last rites for the deceased. But at the crash scene, the minister supposedly didn't see humans at all. Instead, he saw a disc-shaped object surrounded by tiny gray people. So after the minister prayed for them, he was escorted away by the FBI. Now, Zukowski believes he's discovered the crash site, which is now a gravel pit. The gravel pit had been destroyed by topography evidence uh, of a crash, he said. Also, there's the Montel UFO incident of Owensboro, Kentucky, and uh, the UFO sighting of Roanoke, Virginia. All that took place, oddly enough, right along the 37th parallel. Wow. Very so I, you know, I don't know what I don't know what to make of it, but obviously, what I was intrigued about is there's definitely some correlation between um, that particular area of the of the world. Now, why these things are happening on that 37th parallel? Your guess is as good as mine, but there, you know, obviously, there has to be some sort of correlation, some connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely go back if you're listening. Check out episode four with Paul F. Tompkins. We have. A really wild, that wild UFO story uh, that took place along the 37th or near there as well. So check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the story really of uh, of the 37th parallel and Chuck, Chuck Zukowski, who is uh, the UFO net. And he's so what? Conclu- so he never came to any conclusion? Well, his conclusions are that it's aliens and UFOs mm-hmm. taking these cattles um, and these horses and, you know, performing these sort of, you know, um, operations on them, wow. and because they're usually or always followed by some sort of strange lights in the sky, then followed by these uh, unmarked black helicopters. So wow, oh, it's strange. It is really, yeah. really strange, and there's definitely a pattern of it. So obviously something is yeah, yeah. going down. Really yeah. wild stuff. Thank you, Bryce. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, my, really. we really appreciate my kicking pleasure. off 2019 <laughs> in nihilistic style. Hey, right on, man. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. When you hear about this stuff, what do you think? Anna, we we have a thing where we ask our guests, what the hell was that? Okay. And I don't know. What's your take on when you, I don't know. Well, listen, when I hear about all this stuff, um, you know, as I, I think that I've proven myself throughout this, you know, time together that we've shared, that mm-hmm. I'm a believer. Um, and also, I'm kind of drawn to stuff like that. So my main feeling, if I'm feeling anything right now, is like I want to go to the 37th parallel hey, and like let's do it. check out the energy. You know what I mean? It's Alien not something that scares trip. me, but like, wouldn't that be cool? 
yeah. to go and check it out and see what it's all about and actually talk to people who've experienced these sightings. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, one, there was one. Uh, there was one other thing too. There's this thing called the Taos hum. The, this the, the, in New Mexico where these people they 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 can hear this like kind of annoying hum that live in the city. Um, I was just there, and they don't know. Is that what right? Makes yeah. it. Were you able to hear the hum or anything? I wasn't aware of its existence until I was driving away and reading about the town. But I was very, very enchanted by that town. That is a magical place. Yeah. Wow. So one of also Chuck's kind of, uh, I guess, what he thinks it might be too is there's might be some underground tunneling system connecting all these, you know, deep underground military that's built bases by the military. That's built possibly by the military and, and possibly by other extraterrestrial civilizations that mm-hmm. kind of connect Whoa. all these underground bases and these aquifers and you What's know What's an aquifer? You mentioned that before. Well, it's an underground uh it's it's an underground water supply okay. really. Basically, think of like a a river that flows underground. It's like an aqueduct but under aquifer. your feet. Yeah, aquifer. <laughs> I prefer <man>. an aquifer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my apologize. What? To, no, uh, my great. God, no. I had the best time okay, hanging good. out with you guys. Good. I'm like, I'm very into all of this Listen, stuff. Listen, Bryce, truly. you're just Michael's being your honest self, and we I love it. I just know that I'm not going to eat a hamburger for a while. Yeah. Well, I got to say, the cattle both. mutilation stuff, and I've read most of this book. I haven't finished it, but it is not fun, no. but it is fascinating, yeah. and there it is a real thing, and it was really happening a lot in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, and still happens, and there's no explanation for it, and there are a lot of frustrated ranchers and farmers yeah. out there who just want to know what's happening in their lives. Listen, 10,000 yeah. cases, no, no rests, no fingerprints, no footprints, no yeah. sign of any kind of predation or anything it's like horrible. that. It's, it's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, well, uh, that concludes another session in the clubhouse. <laughs> Anna Camp, thank you so much for joining oh us. Oh my God, yeah, thank seriously. you for having me. Uh, where can people follow your work? Is there anything coming up that you're doing that you'd like to plug? It's January 2nd. What does the new year hold for you? The new year holds for me. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have anything really that's, okay. that's coming out at the moment that We're... I can tell you about. Okay, but like cool. my Instagram is, you know, at the real Anna Camp. Great. And so is my Twitter. All right. And I'm on that social. Yeah. Get on that's that social, y'all. Yeah. Boys. Happy 2019. Boys, do you have anything to plug before we leave? Just the Patreon. There's a whole other half of the show that's happening on the other side of that. So if you guys are enjoying this and you want more, just yeah, check out the support, Patreon. Yeah. Support the show over there for the cup of a Starbucks coffee. Uh, for every month, you can get uh, access to reward bonus episodes. Um, write to us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com. Call in to the hotline. If you want to leave a spooky voicemail, you can do so. The number is... 310 310- Five nine seven four eight zero three. And that'll nice. be in the show notes. Uh, Bryce, you want to tell people to follow us on iTunes? Follow us on iTunes and rate, uh, rate and review us. Thank uh, you. And leave us, if you have a paranormal story, one you'd like to share with us, please email us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com. Um, we're more than happy to hear your story and possibly even read it on one of our podcasts yeah. that drop every nice. Wednesday. Oh, and speaking of Wednesdays, uh, next Wednesday, January 9th, the final issue of the first arc of Adventure Van is available uh, in comic book stores and on Comixology. Go pick it up. I'm very happy with this series. I'm really happy with the way that the first arc is wrapped up. And uh, that'll be the first season of the book for the foreseeable future. But hopefully we will be doing more story arcs, not too 
long from now. Thank you so much. Everybody, one more time. Thank you, Anna Camp, for yes. being on the Thanks, show. Guys. We love you so much. I had a blast. It's so great to see you again. Uh, all you. of you listeners, anyone who tuned in for the first time, uh, please uh, follow us on iTunes and check out next week's episode. We'll be back with more Bigfoot Collectors Club. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.